0: This episode, we are speaking with Grant Domrose, United States Air Force veteran and firefighter. Today, we will learn all about Grant's passion for firefighting and why it's important to push through the tough times in order to grow and become a better version of yourself. I'm your host, Tara Gundrum. As a United States Marine Corps veteran, author and Christ follower, I've had the great privilege of meeting so many people who are living a life of influence, affecting positive change, and are making a difference in their lives and the lives of the people around them. These are the incredible stories of real people. And this is The Possible Project Podcast.
1: My name is Grant Domrose. Um, I am 24 years old, coming on 25 September. Um, I am currently in EMT school at Moraine Park Technical College here in West Bend. I just, this February, got out of the Air Force after four years active duty, stationed down in Illinois, Scott Air Force Base, and I'm looking to continue my career in that uh, fire protection field to be a fire uh, career fireman.
0: Outstanding. Well, I'm like so excited to have you here. And folks, uh, kind of like proud mom disclaimer here. Uh, this is not just any firefighter. This is my son in law. Um, and so we're just going to like take a step back. And Grant, I want you to share with the folks a bit about how we met because it was like non traditional in a <laughs> not sense. At all. Yeah. And it has something to do with Instagram. And yeah. so uh, I'm going to let you take it from there. How did you meet my daughter, Jasmine?
1: So I grew up mostly down in Virginia, down in the Richmond area. Um, and so I met Jasmine, of course, here from West Bend and uh, on Instagram, which is I, I usually you know, tell people about the shorter dumbed down version of the story. Just need to save the time because people have a bunch of questions.
0: Oh, I, I want to hear it all. <laughs> Don't it dumb it, all. it out. <laughs> all so right, let's go.
1: We, we both, it's it's ridiculous, but it's amazing. So we both, we both followed a big page on Instagram and they literally just posted memes on it. That's all it was. Um, millions and millions of followers. And so one day I was just in my bedroom um, doing whatever and they posted something on that page and it literally was just a picture that said, you know, go meet someone random in the comments, just go say hi. And so, I couldn't even tell you how many comments there were, just, there was a bunch and every (laughs) single second it would refresh to hundreds of new comments. So, I literally just picked one random account that I saw a comment and said, hey, like I didn't, you know, try to pick one out specifically really, you know, um, it's not like I went on her account and was like, oh, she's cute or something, like she had a private account anyways, but I just picked a random comment said hi. She said, hey, back, luckily. And uh, um, from what I remember, we just started direct messaging each other on Instagram, Um, got each other's uh, phone numbers or Snapchat and whatnot. And, you know, we just kind of started talking. It was really natural, Um, weirdly natural. We would just talk about whatever, you know, we'd be talking about things we're interested in. She would just sometimes rant about her day or something that even annoyed her you know, cause she, she could tell me just about anything. I mean, I was just some random guy in Virginia, you know, I wasn't going to go on and tell her friends or something and vice versa. So after a long time, we eventually, we started like calling each other on the phone or FaceTiming and we, you know, we got to be some good friends, you know, she was someone like, Oh, that's Jasmine. She's up in Wisconsin. Probably only a couple of my close friends really knew about her. You know, I didn't expect anything from it. Um, but yeah, after a while, I mean, uh, well over a year, probably coming up on two years. After a while of talking to this girl and whatnot, I of course caught feelings for her, and you know, I really got to love her and everything about her. So I was like, well, you know, you're in Wisconsin, I'm um, I'm in Virginia. It's it's uh, it's a long drive. Um, so. One day I just we just talked about it and I said, you know, I'm gonna to try to make the flight up there in Wisconsin. <laughs> I haven't been on a plane since I was in probably kindergarten. I was just out of high school working in a kitchen in Richmond. Um but I mean we made it happen. I mean, I remember I just kinda let my mom know and she was just kind of, you know, like, okay. Oh, <laughs> she was my- <laughs> surprised, but she was like, All right, you know, this is interesting.
0: Well, we, we're going to pause right there yeah. because your mom's surprised and mm-hmm. kind of like reluctancy, but happiness is similar to yeah. what happened here. I just remember Jasmine, you know, she had the seriousness to her that day and <laughs> she was nervous. So she needed to tell me something. And so I'm like, what's wrong, babe? Like, wh- what, what do you want to talk about? And she's like, well... I I met this boy, and I really want you to meet him. Like, I really have strong feelings for him, and he's really nice. And I'm like, okay, well, what's his name and all of that? And then finally, she said, well he's from virginia we met on instagram and i want him to fly here so you can meet him and i was just like everything kind of flew through my mind crazy um but i'm still standing there like smiling on the outside trying Uh to be supportive but like freaking out on the inside and i just remember saying get him on facetime right now because like all i could think about was you're being catfish like this is some 40 year old (laughs) like guy who's trying to meet you all of those things and she dialed Facetime immediately. You came on the phone, and honestly, folks, like I instantly knew that there was something special about this young man, and the rest is history. Here we are, what almost five years later? I couldn't,
1: yeah, and, yeah.
0: No, it's it's five years from the time you guys met, but about three years, three or four years from then, maybe. From-
1: From the first time I saw Jasmine, probably five, six years coming up on now. Oh, holy buckets. Wow.
0: You've just been around so long. It's just like, I don't even, like, I can't (laughs) even keep track. It's been a while. That's an awesome sign, right? Obviously, Mm -hmm. you guys are back home. I'm loving every minute of it, getting a chance to spend time with you. Your commitment in the Air Force is up. So you are back like we're yep. we're this new found family in wisconsin. Yep. first time
1: living in wisconsin it's always fun
0: outstanding so let's talk about how you grew up a bit and um what your like desires were growing up and did you always want to be a firefighter
1: <laughs> no so i grew up um i was born in rochester new york 1998 don't really recall that place too much but i moved to buffalo new york when i was about two that area um always loved it you know I have very fond memories of Buffalo growing up with my brothers I have uh three direct brothers I got Connor he is let's see 28 Evan is 26 and me and my fraternal twin Noah who you know is 24 as well of course um so we we lived in the Buffalo area when I was in first grade we moved to Virginia down in Richmond and uh I mean that's where I lived all up until I joined the Air Force um I grew up with uh couple other stepbrothers, Connor and Gunner, they were a year younger than me. Um, had my stepdad down there as well. It really, I could try to name all the family members, yeah, but yeah. this would be a long podcast. <laughs> but uh, I, I grew up with a lot of boys in one house. Um, no girls. At, I mean, at one point it was, uh, I think, seven, including me. And oh
0: goodness. Uh,
1: so it was chaotic, but fun looking back. And it was like, honestly, an experience. So, uh, I mean... I like to do a lot of, you know, what all my brothers like to do. We used to just play everything from ping pong to football. Really, we were uh we were pretty competitive. Um, you know, we were we were brothers, so we would argue a lot, you know, uh, but we would get along all the time and um yeah, just grew up in a real boy family. Um it was pretty <laughs> sports oriented. We all yeah. like sports, maybe different teams and whatnot. But uh I uh, ultimately graduated twenty seventeen. Um knew i wanted to join the service but i didn't know what branch i didn't know what to pick yeah. either um as you know my oldest brother was in the marine corps for four years and Ooh,
0: right. shout out to connor <laughs>
1: so he uh he did try to persuade he he tried his best to um you know get me to join the marine corps which i looked into but ultimately it was decided for me air force be the best route and uh i um uh, still didn't know what job I wanted to do or anything and I actually swore in up here in West Bend when I was one of my many times visiting so uh I decided I want to do firefighting when I don't know if you remember Jasmine and I and her friend Teresa we (laughs) all went down to Florida to go see um her aunt and uncle down in the West Palm Beach area and uh we went to go to where Chris worked, which was down at the fire department. Yeah. And that's something I never really considered. I mean, I liked fire trucks when I was a little kid because, you know, who doesn't bring you know, all red flashy trucks. So um went down there. He gave us a tour of the station, um, what they do. He explained it all, you know, how the shifts worked uh, and everything about it. And ever since that day, it stuck to me. It's like this, this really seems like something I'd enjoy doing. Everything yeah. from the shift work to, you know, you sleep there, you eat dinner with the guys, you, you know, the fires, I I had no idea that there was more into firefighting, that they did the medicals. They had, you know, hazmat responses and all these different things. And I thought it was awesome. So ever yeah. since that day, you know, I want to do that, but I still want to join the military. And, you know, luckily I found out I can do that for the Air Force. And um, I was lucky enough to be able to get that job. And it was extremely exciting for me.
0: Outstanding. Well, you know, I have to say here that the reason is it's very timely that I'm having you on the podcast right now because tomorrow is actually fire firefighter appreciation day Uh, so tomorrow may 4th firefighter appreciation day so i was like if i'm gonna have a firefighter on the show it's gonna be grant and i am so excited to say that you are the newest firefighter here in washington (laughs) county wisconsin so congratulations thank you very much can't wait for you to get started and uh get started in this new career field well this current career field that you are already a part of but here is part of your the next phase of your life so congratulations on that thank you very much Um, so like what um are some of the things that uh fascinates you about being a firefighter i mean now you have almost five years experience in the job um, and you've obviously grown from your basic trainings uh, right. to advanced training. So let's talk about some of those uh, various levels of training within the field.
1: Right. So, I mean, um, it, it's a little unique the way the Air Force does it compared to, you know, just a regular department. Um, so I, I went to basic training in San Antonio. That was maybe two months. And directly after you graduate, they send you to your You know, your tech school, basically whatever job you have. It could be anything from a cook to a a pilot to a firefighter. So I got sent down to uh, San Angelo, Texas, which is in West Texas. um, What's a good fellow Air Force Base, their fire academy. They take every branch there for fire. They take Army, Navy, Marine Corps. I've even seen some other foreign national um, military service members get education down there. So it was a a great fire academy. Um, I went down there. It was 68 training days, which on all took probably about 3 months but uh they put you right into it you know first thing you you go in there you're taking your medical class which is EMR um they just hit it you know they hit it hard from the beginning like you're in there you just graduated basic and now you're getting right down to these tests and sometimes they were a little bit accelerated a little bit faster than usual but you had to you know sit down study take your time and you know push through so you went through medical they gave you your fire one and fire two certs. So, we went through the fundamentals because we didn't know anything about firefighting. So, they had to teach us how to put on the mask and gear all the way up to, you know, going inside of the simulated fire in a structure they have. They have all these fires um, controlled by uh, gas and whatnot in there. And it was, uh, it was it was challenging at times, but all in all, at the same time, it was fun. You know, yeah. I, had, I had a great group in my uh, in my class and... You know, we all got through it and it, it was exciting, especially when it was something that I really wanted to do. So it was that extra motivation. But, you know, they taught us everything, a um, little bit of hazmat stuff, aircraft fires. I mean, a lot of stuff within 68 training days, but yeah, sure. I, I learned a whole lot and it, it was it was a great experience overall.
0: And you, like, as you continued, I remember you uh, traveling, you deployed uh, overseas to do some advanced training. Let's talk a little bit about that. Where'd you go? What'd you do?
1: So I was originally stationed at Scott Air Force Base, Illinois. It's right outside of St. Louis, which I know is where you're originally from. So that's a great city. Love that place. Um, I learned just as much at Scott as I did in the fire academy. I, you know, just learning everything on the job training, what they expect of me, how they do things and what to expect. So, you know went through some years of that to the point where I was eventually training the new guys there as well as it came. Um, But as you said, I ended up, I got orders to go to Kuwait. I was there for about seven months. Um, It was during the summertime, very, very hot. (laughs) Wasn't (laughs) much to do out there. It was the beginning of 2021. So still had a lot of COVID restrictions. But um, again, it was a great experience. I got to meet people that were from bases everywhere, you know, like Colorado, uh, California, just, I mean, everywhere. So I got to meet a whole new group of people train with a new new group of people some of them were civilian out um, firefighters on the outside like Denver fire department and stuff so I took as much knowledge as I could from them because these guys were full paid on fire departments at big cities and yeah I mean it was a great experience I got tired of it you know around six <laughs> months six or seven you know it's just really hot and I was recently married right before so I wanted to go home you know see my wife uh, but it, it was a great experience just I've never been that far from home just going on the whole other side of the world and It was, you know, even though I started to get tired of it, I would eventually just, you know, look around and say, you know, this is, I'll never be able to do something like this again, you know, go to Kuwait and I'm not paying for any of it. And it's just (laughs) take it in while I can, because I know I'd always reflect on it, you know, at some point in the future in my life.
0: Outstanding, yeah. Yeah, Well, and then, like, so after Kuwait and you came back, uh, you had a little bit more time at Scott. Um, you actually had an opportunity to not only um serve the base that you were on, but you all did kind of joint support with the neighboring civilian fire departments, right? Right outside the base. What was that experience like?
1: Um, like most departments, we had a mutual aid agreement, so where uh. If a fire department, if they get a big fire or something, or they're just having a lot of calls at once and they're overwhelmed and need some people. So we assisted uh, mainly O found Illinois Fire Department with that with some mutual aids. Um we we didn't get them frequently, but when we did, it was always exciting. They yeah. were they were my favorite to go to, to get toned out, to go off base, because then I know, oh, this, you know, this could be something real, this could be fun. So I loved that. And it was a taste of It was, you know, a glimpse of what firefighting might be like as a civilian. So I would get super excited for that, Um, whether I was backseating on the engine or whether I was driving. I I just knew it would be a great, great experience, great time. And those those were some of my favorite calls were any of the mutual aids. They were always fun.
0: Outstanding. Well, so after wrapping up in the Air Force, you had a little bit of transition time to Get settled in uh, civilian life and just kind of start to figure out what this side of things looks like, right? Uh, You enrolled, as you said earlier, in Marine Park Technical College so that you could continue to work on that growth for your new career field. So you enrolled in the EMT school. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about that and how that's been going because you're about to be a graduate.
1: It's it's going really well. Um, It's a great class. I have a great instructor in there that he really, you know, helps you out think questions you have. It, you know, it takes your time, explains everything very well. He's a paramedic and nurse and a lot of on-job experience. So, it's going well. It's um, a little bit harder than EMR was, of course, which is below EMT. But, you know, that's, I needed EMT. I, I had everything except the medical certs. You know, Air yeah. Force gave me a lot of fire certs. I just needed medical. So, um, you know, really blessed to have, you know, Air Force, they, of course, cover all of it with the benefits. And I have a great class, great teacher, and it's going well so far. So, It's honestly just, you know, extra motivation for continuing into the fire service. You know, just getting that extra education because there's always something in the fire service I, I could never stop learning something. I could be doing it for 40 years. I feel like I would still be learning something just about every month.
0: I mean, if you're not learning, you're not growing. There's new things that's happening every day, right? So you're exactly correct. You got your uh, EMT graduation coming up and then you already have your eyes on the next thing. Like, What's that?
1: Yeah. So paramedic, that's the next one I'm trying to go into. Um, Most uh, full-time firefighters and departments will have Paramedic, which can take about a year to get, some places even longer. It's a lot more advanced, so they're the ones they can push uh, pain medication. They can get people, um, a lot more than an EMT or anything can. It's really paramedics. They they have a lot of they have a lot of knowledge. They, I have always looked at them as you know doctors on wheels. Ever <laughs> since I was in the Air Force when we had the contracted ambulances, like those guys. They, they know what they're doing, the paramedics. So it's intimidating, but I'm um, I'm really motivated to go into it, go get it. And it's something that I know I really want. So.
0: And so, I mean, we've talked all about your training. We've talked all about the experiences that you've had in the field. But what is that kind of one motivating factor about being able to respond not only with all of the necessary fire training but like you just spoke about the meta the medical training and your ability to step on scene and make a difference like what what is the number one thing that you th- comes to mind
1: the thing that motivates really number one is just going to be that you know anyone that calls 911 is not having a good day and it's an emergency response most of the time so you could be getting called out to make someone's day, whether it's save their life or just help them out with something when they could be panicking. It's really just, you're a first responder. You're one of those first people going out there to help solve this problem, which could be anything in the world. So it could be intimidating sometimes because you grow up on scene having no idea what to do or the dispatch information could be something completely different than what you see on scene. Mm -hmm. Um, So just knowing that someone's in, you know, they're, they're in a lot of need of help. It's a huge motivation. Um, you know, for going on those calls and stuff like that. And that's also one of the reasons I wanted to be a firefighter is that you just you never know what you're going to get day to day. N- yeah. Not not one day is not going to be the same as the next. You know, I would hate to be uh, doing a very repetitive job, you know, being a firefighter. You could get anything
0: at yeah. all any day
1: yeah. any given time 2 a.m you know during lunch it doesn't matter
0: and you're ready and yes. you're ready you're ready yes. for the call that's so amazing well again congratulations on this uh new career <laughs> Thank i'm you looking very forward much. to following you and seeing all of the great things that you accomplish um so let's talk a little bit about uh the second part of transition which is living in wisconsin right <laughs> you arrived here in the heart of winter yeah. shortly after christmas yes. how have things been going like what are you finding to do for fun in this crazy weather? I,
1: I've i been mentally preparing for some years because I've been knowing that I was going to go to Wisconsin and everyone knows it's snow. It's a lot of snow. And the only time I dealt with that is when I lived in, in Buffalo when I was a very little kid. So now I'm an adult. Now I, I have to go places. I have to shovel the driveway. So, um, of course, shoveling the driveway because <laughs> I don't have a snowblower quite yet. You know, I wanted to muscle it out the first year to gain my appreciation for a snowblower. But it's... <laughs> Um, just waking up really to get that done. It's very cold. Of course, uh, about a week or two ago, we had that fake spring thing happen, which I didn't expect. (laughs) It was 80 something degrees for like five days. I got sunburned, you know, then it's starting to snow the next week. So I'm sunburned (laughs) and it's snowing. I've never had that happen. Uh, but it's, it's all, it's all worth it. You know, uh, you know, living with Jasmine and I've wanted to live here for so long and she has a great supportive family, of course, and it take me in like their own. So it's, it's all worth it. I'm I'm very I'm very ready for the warm weather to come back again. <laughs> I'm very much ready. My t-shirts are still in that moving box, but <laughs> but it's it's a small transition, but it's it's all worth it. It's really just the cold getting used to that. So
0: outstanding and one of your favorite passions pastime is sports of course so right now the draft is going on so you've been crazy about that let's talk a little (laughs) bit about the draft and some of your hopeful picks and some of your favorite teams
1: so um I don't watch much college football so the draft is always interesting because I only know a couple people in the draft coming from college but I'm always supportive of who the Saints pick I like the Saints and they usually do a good job drafting people so I uh I'm. A, I always just love watching the draft, anyways, because it's exciting to see who gets who. You know, you're watching live, people's dreams come true, because you know that's that's really hard stuff to do. You know, make it to the NFL. So it's great watching it all happen live. But uh, I think the Saints did a great job drafting. I think most teams did. You know, and it was it was really fun to watch. I'm very excited to see the NFL season. You know, this year. I'm also very big on fantasy football. You know, I'm the. Raining champion right now. I just <laughs> won. So shout out to my league on that. I'm the champion and commissioner right now. So, oh but I'm goodness. very excited, you know, to go back to back next season, hopefully. And um very big on fantasy football, sports, all of that, you know, it brings myself and my friends together. It's just fun to watch. I love it all. Um, basketball, everything. Knicks are in the playoffs right now. Shout out to the next. Oh, and, and wearing... you're
0: wearing your New York Knicks shirt of right course. now. Well, folks, I got to call Grant out, right? I'm sure you're not expecting this. But I called him, and I'm like, hey, Grant, you got to come on my podcast for fire protection. And he's like, hold on one second, just one second. Um, um, the Saints, they're they're about to do their pick. <laughs> I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And here we are, like a minute and a half later, he finally gets around to saying yes. So at least thank you for, of course. <laughs> for prioritizing my phone call. And my question with the saints. So, uh, that's solid. So, um, I always like to leave, uh, the last word to my guest. Um, I'd love for you to share with our audience, um, just one final word of encouragement or inspiration or motivation, um, that will allow them to continue to find their best possible.
1: I mean, one, one thing I always go back on that, I think I probably heard for the first time in basic training with one of my instructors, but you know, he always said, if it's if it's easy, everyone would do it. You know, if, if you're comfortable doing what you're doing, you're not growing. So get comfortable being uncomfortable is something he always said. And I always thought about it. At first, I was kind of like, you know, I, I guess, but you know, the more I age, the more I get more experience in life, I'm seeing, you know, this guy is right, you know, sometimes things aren't comfortable, but that's what gets me to grow, you know, going through Fire Academy. It was kind of stressful at times, but I got a lot of benefits out of it. You know, I'm going through EMT now. It can be stressful sometimes, but it's going to be more than worth it. You know, whether it's moving to Wisconsin for the first time, not knowing many people, it's all helping me grow in the long run. So really just, you know, being uncomfortable, that usually just means you're growing. And, you know, if you get comfortable being uncomfortable, you're going to always grow. So that's you know if it was easy everyone would do it that's that's what i always say to myself whenever i'm going going through something and you know just keep pushing it's there's a light at the end of the tunnel you'll get through
0: you for listening to this episode of The Possible Project Podcast. Check out the show notes to access our guest details, support links, and subscribe to be notified of each episode coming to you every Wednesday. If you know of an amazing individual whose light is shining bright, I want to hear from you. Shoot me an email at thepossibleprojectpodcast at gmail.com. That's it, folks. This is T-Gun signing off. Remember, let your faith be bigger than your fears because all things are possible through Christ.